I, I saw also, another person at Kaiser like pull down their mask and sneeze and then pull back up. I'm like, I, we're I, all gonna die. This is, gonna, this is our meteor. <laughs> yeah. I saw a woman walking around Hollywood who was wearing a mask only over her nose. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's it's a mask. If she had just gotten a nose job. She's like, this is Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> My <laughs> teeth look fabulous. <laughs> Going, it's 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 your uh, it's your warm weather mask. You gotta put on your maskini. <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called Stab. Welcome to the Stab Show, now available in Ranch, Rancher, and Ranchist. Let's introduce tonight's panel. Our first panelist knows how to unhard boil eggs. He's an incredibly talented actor. It's Chris Miller. <laughs> Our second panelist has never even once had an idea for a nap. She's a hilarious stand-up. It's Rhoda Ramon. And our third panelist once saw George Clooney selling Batman and Robin collector's glasses from the trunk of his car in a Gelson's parking lot. He's a special guest host for Molly Party this Sunday. It's Eric Barger. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and I'm your host, Jesse Jones. And not at all, five fat dogs in the same damn button-down shirt every week. Greetings, Stab Cateers. <laughs> and welcome once again to the stab show your membership cards and decoder rings are in the mail let's meet tonight's panelists hey chris howdy hi there how are you you know la's opening up a little bit so yeah. we're seeing some changes yeah went, I... to, the, went to the movies yeah. last week that was exciting also a little nerve-wracking because they still sure. made us sit uh, two seats apart and i couldn't figure out where we sat so <laughs> I think we ruined some of that social distancing, but mm. you know, uh, Black Widow was nice, so yeah. that worked out. Yeah, we had to do the same. Um, <laughs> I don't like I don't like assigned seating. I disapprove yep. of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so we made sure we went to the theater that is less crowded on a Sunday morning, um, <laughs> so it didn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw you. Uh, you're shaking up uh, your life down there. Uh, finished up a job. Out into the uh, out into the the wild woolly freelance world of uh, acting and selling oneself uh, uh, a little bit at a time for entertainment. <laughs> yes, little bits of my soul are already chopped up and ready to go. Yeah, um, gift wrap for the highest bidder. Um, yeah, I did a did a short film, a um, couple short films already since we've kind of opened up, which oh, has nice. been great. Um, and yeah, uh, working a production job this week to Ooh. to get back into what it means to be on a set. And I, I have to say, it's been it's been interesting to see. We have to COVID test every day. We have to wear masks. You know, anytime sure. it's not rolling, everyone has to get their mask back on. Yeah. We got to keep people in line. Um, and it's yeah, it's a whole different world than yeah. whatever whatever entertainment looked like before. Even stranger, <laughs> if that's uh, that was a possibility. Yeah. Well. Uh, I know if I was still down there, I would be really excited to get back to uh, working audiences in whatever Joey Fatone's latest singing show was. <laughs> so, 
Oh, Los Angeles. I'm sure there's a thousand iterations ready to go at any time. Yeah. I had one audience job where we had to sit through like eight episodes of like a stand-up show. So, <laughs> so imagine having to sit through, you know, five, six hours of stand-up. <laughs> it, was, it was as fun as you imagine it might be. And uh, you're doing audience, so you have to laugh and be excited about everything, no yeah. matter what it is. So um, that's a hard job. Yeah. Uh, Los Angeles. Well, thank you, Chris. Good to have you back. Hey, tech support, Rota Ramon. <laughs> hey there. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, how are glad you? Here, glad I made it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, my internet hangs in there. Oh, we're all gonna be fine. Good to see you, Rota. You've been out there doing uh, shows all over the place. Yes. Yeah, just trying, trying to get. Trying to get some stage time in before it all goes away again. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, cool. Um, yeah, how have those how have those been? How has it been uh, seeing some people maybe that you haven't seen, or like, <clears throat> have you been running into people whose entire careers so far have just been like Zoom shows? <laughs> You know, I haven't ran into that. Most of the shows I've done have been with people that have been around for a while. Okay. So that's pretty cool. I have yet to meet somebody that has only done Zoom stand up. So I'm interested <laughs> to see that. Maybe need to get out to a couple more of the mics that are Gotta coming up. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see that, like, when everything first started opening up, how grateful and happy people were to be out there. And now that gratitude is slowly fading away. So they expect you to make them laugh again, which feels good. Like, I feel like nature's healing when sure. I see the, like, angry look of people's time being wasted when they don't like me. So <laughs> there's a strange comfort in that. Yeah. You got the same sort of uh, honking at 7 p.m. Uh, reaction as a comedian coming back out into the world um, as as the uh, essential workers and then they slowly got turned on too so <laughs> it's just life oh, so, just happy to be here yeah we love you now but in a second you got to earn this something yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, happy to have you as always, Rhoda. So much fun. Um, and Eric, who, uh, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, Los Angeles is sprawling. I was gonna say, probably right next door to to Chris, but you guys could be in fucking pa <laughs> <laughs> Pasadena and and <laughs> and I don't know some Bur other part of that Burbank area. for all I know. <laughs> um, so. Pasadena. Pasadena and Burbank's like a twenty-minute time. Actually, yeah, I, I I managed to somehow choose the two closest, uh, Santa Monica, Pasadena and Santa Monica. That's what I was going for. Uh, there we yeah, <laughs> the two closest burbs in L.A. <laughs> well, hey, Eric, how are you? How is how is the newly opened Los Angeles treating you? Um, you know, it's it's not going the best. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, I mean, it's you know, it's I actually did like like Chris. I also went to the movies for the first time mm -hmm. in a very long time uh, recently, and I went to a midnight showing of the 1963 King Kong versus Godzilla. That is the first movie I saw in theaters in a year and a half. Uh, it was 
absolutely bonkers. Um, <laughs> and at the <laughs> at the very beginning of the movie, uh, as I was walking down the aisle, I kicked over somebody's whoppers. Uh, and <laughs> I said to myself silently in my head, "Welcome back to the world, Eric." Let's. There's a reason you enjoyed a part of this. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna uh, remember you forever. The first movie back, <laughs> lost their whoppers. That's a memory. That's a good thing. This yeah. asshole just in the dark kicked over my seven dollar box of whoppers. <laughs> well, the weirdest thing was I kicked over I kicked over this guy's whoppers, and then I was like, I was ready to like be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Let me get you another thing of whoppers. Nobody claimed this box of Whoppers, uh, but it was a full box of Whoppers. And uh, Molly said, "What if this was a box of Whoppers from the last from the last movie?" And I said, "Who would buy a box of Whoppers, eat maybe a quarter of them, and then leave them on the side of their chair?" Unless, of course, this guy was so enthralled by the movie before that he completely forgot about his Whoppers. It's possible. Um, and so the beauty, the beauty of, well, there's two things. Uh, one, uh, just saying box of whoppers, I found to be uh, <laughs> delightful. Uh, <laughs> but the thing about kicking over a box of whoppers is, if it was quiet, you could just hear them rolling down towards <laughs> towards the screen, and just that beautiful whopper race that you <laughs> you were inadvertently a part of. Oh. You also uh, inadvertently uh, started a uh, Home Alone-style tripping hazard uh, for everyone <laughs> yeah. leaving the theater. So a lot of comedy could have been had just yeah. from that one box of whoppers. So many Hanna-Barbera sound effects. <laughs> Actually, I think people just got a bunch of chocolate all over their shoes. <laughs> well, sure. Let's be real about it. Ugh. Way to Ugh. go. <laughs> Sorry. No, they slipped on them like micro-machines. <laughs> <laughs> Micro machines and a box of whoppers. <laughs> oh, box of whoppers. All right. <laughs> I think we found the title of the episode. Well, it's certainly a front runner. Um, but we sort of have to get into the episode before we can title it. <laughs> oh, guys, look at that. Uh, <laughs> segment one. Let's get it finally going. 821? Yeah, the show begins. Uh,. <laughs> Segment one, it's reorganization. We all have that one friend, that person who has more confidence than, you know, actual valuable insight. The person who will always chime in to direct you down the right path and arm you with what they're pretty sure is actual knowledge, but is usually just something they picked up on a meme dive somewhere. But they will always preface their advice up front and just remind you that I-A-N-A-L-B or I am not a lawyer, but, and then you know, the mostly nonsensical, semi-coherent advice is about to run free all over your face. But let's try not to think about all of the dumb shit that usually follows an I-A-N-A-L-B and come up with what else I-A-N-A-L-B could stand for or represent to you. I've got to cut down those intros. Chris! <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear your I A N A L B. All right. Now, there are many things in life that get frustrating, but some of those things are necessary for our overall survival. 
Think about it. Sunburns suck, but we need the sun to act exactly as it does to keep us alive. It can fuck us up, but it's also super necessary. It's up to you to control that consent. Wearing sunscreen means don't burn me. Any easy way to remember this is this fancy acronym. I a n a l b or i anal b uh it stands for if ants never acted like bitches <laughs> let me explain yep, yep. you may have a picnic if you leave that food out for too long ants will swarm and make the food unappetizing but yep. if the ants didn't devour our unwanted messes you would be overrun with waste <laughs> if ants never acted like bitches we would be covered in filth so Next time you're annoyed at rain, the street sweeper, or taking shits, remember <laughs> I anal be and take it like a man. Uh, don't know why. Um, I didn't see I anal be in there, but. Anal uh... in the middle of that? Nope, missed that. No? Jesse, did you? Let's see if the other two caught it. <laughs> <laughs> I anal be. Uh, little bitch ass ants all right uh, <laughs> rhoda let's hear your i can't not see it i my, anal b <laughs> i almost did anal b but i didn't know if the joke would translate well clearly this was the night for it <laughs> well i mean come on you guys yeah. do you carry the burden of being somebody that everybody wants to bone do you get tired of the constant DMs, the cat calls, the adoration? Well, once you're ready to be free of all of that nonsense, like boys being super nice to you because they still think they have a chance with you, or those girls who pretend to like sports when they're just trying to trap you, well, now you can just nip it in the bud with one little phrase. I-A-N-A-L-B, which stands for I am not a library book. <laughs> so stop checking me out. You can't take me home. You can't finger through me. And you can't return me once you're finished. No, thank you. I-A-N-A-L-B. Man, that one was... Pure red. Yeah. It didn't land. I I think it was all right. No, that was good. <laughs> I I was just wowed by how good that actually is. I am not a library book. <laughs> that was that that almost made me forget anal B. Um, <laughs> well done. You, you definitely to... don't want to check out anal B. <laughs> no, I do not recommend. A bar borrowing or bartering system for anal beads that's not sanitary. No, no. We'll be having a whole bunch of different kind of variants after that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we don't need a a lending a lending library of things that go in people. Um, a library for <laughs> anal beads. <laughs> These were. I'm I'm not gonna say if they were too big or too small. These just weren't the right size for me. Can I swap these? All right. Uh, <laughs> Eric, please take me away from anal B. Um, <laughs> let's hear your I-A-N-A-L-B. All right. Well, you know, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
After the success of Space Jam, that's how I beat Shaq and Kazam. Another basketball legend decided to jump into the entertainment world. That's right, NBA legend Larry Bird decided to record a rap single with his two best friends from college, Ick, Ike and Nick. And I'll tell you what, it goes a little something like this. Ike and Nick and Larry Bird. And Nick and Larry Bird. Ike and Nick. Have you heard? We're Ike and Nick and Larry Bird. Hey, I'm Ike. I'm the guy that really loves eating fries. But before I talk about that real quick, I gotta pass the mic to my good friend Nick. Hey everybody, Nick's the name. Wearing fun shirts, that's my game. I wear a lot of shirts because my chest is hairy. Now let me pass the mic to my good friend Larry. Hey everybody, I'm Larry Bird. One time I accidentally swallowed a turd. No, you're not crazy. You heard that, right? I swallowed a turd one summer night. Because we're Ike and Nick and Larry Bird. Ike and Nick and Larry Bird. Ike and Nick and Larry Bird. Hey, everybody, what's the word? Ike's the name, and I despise when I get those bland fries. If I get bland fries, I say, halt. Come on, brother, where's the salt? I am friends with Larry Bird, who one time accidentally swallowed a turd. I'd love to talk about it, because it's pretty sick, but I gotta pass the mic to my good friend Nick. Hey, everybody. Ike went first. Now it's my turn. I wear fun shirts. All of my shirts have a super fun pattern. Sometimes golf ball, sometimes Saturn. My friend Larry, who's about to go third, one time accidentally swallowed a turd. But before the situation gets any more scary, let me pass the mic to my good friend Larry. Hey, I'm NBA champion Larry Bird. And yes, it's true, I accidentally swallowed a turd. But don't you want to talk about other things? Like my championship rings? I mean, obviously it was an accident. Swallowing a turd wasn't my intent. Okay, fine, if otherwise you will ignore me, I guess that I have to tell you the story. One time we were at a petting zoo, and a miniature pony was taking a poo. I didn't see the pony taking a shit, and I thought that it would be a funny bit to pretend that I was a mechanic, and the pony was a car needing a fix. So I got under the pony and pretended it was a car, and I said, man, you've been driving too hard. Your spark plugs are messed up. Then I hit the horse's shaft, and boy, everybody laughed and laughed. I, I thought I was the bell of the ball, but little didn't I know the turd was about to fall. Right was I was shuffling out, the pony poop fell right into my mouth. And even though I tried to spit it out, my reflexes made me swallow. Everybody said, oh, snap, I think Larry Bird just swallowed a crap. That's NBA legend. Larry Bird, and I'm pretty sure he just swallowed a turd. I said, no way, that was just the horse's tail. And they said, then why does the horse still have a tail? I said, originally it had two tails. What you saw was me eating the second tail. And they said, why would you eat a horse's tail? And I said, oh my God, shut up, Jesus. Okay, fine, do you want the truth? I accidentally swallowed that horse's poop. 
I don't know why this has become the show. You were all laughing a minute ago. Remember when I was pretending that the horse was a car and you were all laughing like hearty har har? I'm feeling a lot of frustration because you would have done the same in my situation. They said maybe it would have fallen in my mouth, but I wouldn't have swallowed. I would have spit it out. And I said, you would have swallowed if your body thought upon first taste it was tzatziki sauce. And they said, did you think it was tzatziki sauce? I said, no, my body thought it was tzatziki sauce. So my reflexes made me swallow that poo. It wasn't something that I wanted to do. They said, I think that you enjoyed the poo. You were smacking your lips and going, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I said, yeah, that's the way your body acts when you eat. I didn't think the poo was a delicious treat. They said, I think you did, because while you were off the floor, you said, yummy, yummy, yummy. Give me some more. And I said, yeah, I thought it was tzatziki sauce. And they said, I thought your body thought it was tzatziki sauce. I said, that's what I said. And they said, no, it's not. And I said, oh, my God. God, shut up. We're Ike and Nick and Larry Bird. Ike and Nick and Larry Bird. Hey, everybody. What's the word? We're Ike and Nick and Larry Bird. <laughs> Bravo. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> um, I think, and I don't... I don't know why this is what what I took from it most, um, but <laughs> but I enjoyed how this is this is like a post uh, post career Larry because he's referred to as NBA legend Larry Bird, so he had to be like a like a forty year old man at a petting zoo eating a pony turd. <laughs> so it's just there's so much going. On. Thinking the idea of being a pony mechanic is somehow funny to a crowd of what? Toddlers, families, what? Oh, I got no, <laughs> this crowd of his old college oh, buddies like who are also in their forties to fifties. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Don't try and understand it. Just enjoy. <laughs> Wonderful. Ike and Nick. And Larry. And Larry Bird. <laughs> well. <laughs> can you believe we've still got four more <laughs> well we do <laughs> i like to make sure my first one is nice and long you gotta set that stage you gotta yeah. people need to know what they're gonna be in for okay uh let's bring this down in preparation because i have something that i have to do uh because it's segment two it's topical haiku challenge multi-billionaires they're people too people with their own space programs <laughs> uh, are there plenty of problems on the ground that an obscene amount of money that no person could ever further away, no matter how many phallic objects they strap themselves to and fuck the sky with, could solve ten times over? Sure. Obviously. But these people are figuratively, and now, literally, above it all. Branson, Bezos, Musk. <laughs> They're caught in a money stack measuring space race that we little people can only possibly begin to explore through strictly regimented Japanese verse as set to an Irish jig soundtrack. So, come on and give me three haiku each about these money-burning rocket men. Ugh. This is our life. Um, so, we're going to go one at a time, three times over. Chris, let's hear your first haiku about this nonsense <laughs> first you got richard branson here we go my haiku 
first barbecue sauce, cook on grill for one hour, we can eat the rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have to be tangy and spicy and good. <laughs> Perfectly seasoned. Oh, it's going to be so tender. Falling off the bone. Uh, <laughs> Rhoda, your first uh, haiku about, you know, billionaire space race nonsense. Terrible. You, you, you know what? You go ahead. Got it. Billionaires in space? As people live in boxes? Orbit is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Except the gum. The gum is delicious. Uh, <laughs> That's my jam. Yeah. Let's not besmirch. There was like an orange one. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was so good. Uh, <laughs> Eric. You know the thing about haikus? They have to be a certain length. Let's hear your... <laughs> Let's hear your first haiku about this nonsense. All right. Jeff Bezos, what's up? I don't like the things you do. Please stop. Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> a nice plea. Maybe get Jeff's ear. If you've got a if you've got an <laughs> echo dot near you, you know he's hearing it. Uh, <laughs> that's just what it is. <laughs> we we brought surveillance microphones into our homes, guys. <laughs> I have four of them. Uh, <laughs> Chris, let's hear your second of three. Second we got is uh, Jeff Bezos. Saute in cream sauce. Mm. Add vegetables and salt. We should eat the rich. Should. Should. <sighs> Seems a waste not to. You are yeah. making my mouth water with this rich, rich food. Uh, <laughs> wrote a haiku, too, about billionaires not caring about their fellow men. Tupac said it best. Rockets, take them away now. Can we leave them there? <laughs> yeah, what's going to happen <clears throat> if one of these goes wrong? What is going to... What's going? Are we all going to have to pretend like, oh, that's... That's terrible that 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 happened. Oh, I feel I have feelings that are bad. Bad. They're bad feelings. I feel bad. It's gonna. We're all gonna see how uh, how we how we rate as actors uh, when one of these goes kablooey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, let's hear your second haiku. Hey Jeff, when I said stop. Jesus Christ, I did not mean stop Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm looking forward to uh, your time travel number three. <laughs> One of them owns a time machine. That's all. That's all we need to know about the situation. Uh, they're testing it very carefully. Uh, <laughs> Chris, let's wrap up. Uh, some top of the haikus with your third of three about, you know, billionaires just being billionaires. Um, next one is entitled Elon Musk, and ironically, I uh, we're working on a crew on a TV show this week, and I was within uh, 20 feet of Grimes. You know who Grimes is? One has one of his children. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it inspired it much, but we'll see if it, <laughs> okay. you know, affected my final outcome. Yeah. 
um, leftovers in bags, mm -hmm. fuck space, <laughs> fix things here on Earth. Mm -hmm. We must eat the rich. <laughs> yeah, just little little baggies of <clears throat> perfectly charred uh, rich guys. Uh, you can have it all week. You can have a little bit all week and just think about it and just. Mm. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Chris. Rhoda, let's hear your third of three. Mock speed to nothing. Whoa, is this how Dylan felt? So thought-provoking. <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? Why do I do things so that you can remind me? Of <laughs> thank you, Rhoda. Thank you. Of Bob Dylan? Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, no. I did the wrong side. Oh, Bob. What would you think if you were still here? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. He's uh, never going to die, Jesse, ever. Oh, no. I made it worse. I made it worse. Uh, <laughs> Eric, let's hear your third of three haikus about, you know, rich, rich space boys. Jeff Bezos has now enslaved Jesus Christ for fun. Miscommunication. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. He was too busy uh, wondering about if he could. He never stopped to think if he should. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I capture Jesus Christ? <laughs> Jeff, no! No, Jeff, no! <laughs> Jeff! Miscommunication! <laughs> Oh, all right. <laughs> that was segment two. Moving on quickly. Segment three. It's sell it on Craigslist. Declutter your life. Free yourself from your things. Make your junk someone else's problem with Craigslist. Or I guess you could think about it like helping connect someone with a treasure that you no longer treasure. But really, it's just the Internet's dirty blanket outside the dollar store. And as such, in sell it on Craigslist, you're asked to give us your Craigslist postings trying to sell the following things. Oh, speaking of inventions, Chris, <laughs> your, your uh, Craigslist posting is for a bunch of your inventions, which are just a series of things with other things taped to them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I had to do a little research, and I, I found this guy in Jersey City, and I feel like he kind of... He was already doing this. Nope. So I'm just going to uh, read uh, from uh, Craigslist from Jersey City. Sure. A guy named Carl, Carl Smith. Um, I'm going to do my best, you know, try to try and embrace what, uh, what Carl is. So here we go. Jersey it up. Ultimate fixer for paper. <laughs> Large eraser taped to whiteout. The eraser doesn't work. You got a backup. $5.95 or best off. Contact Carl. <laughs> Then I found the next one, but this one was, this one was a little much. Okay. This guy's a little, you know. Well, it, we'll see. What we, we'll see what we think. Ultimate fixer for pregnancy. <laughs> jar of birth control pills taped to a jar of morning after pills <laughs> taped to a hanger. Oh no, Jeff. Oh. Easy to hang in a spot where it won't be forgotten. Oh, there you go. And a hanger in case. Both pills are forgotten. Note, I urge you to talk to your Congress members to ensure funding for Planned Parenthood. Women deserve access to quality care. This invention shouldn't have to exist. $10 a best offer. Contact Carl. Contact info for your local congressperson can be found at this government site. 
and he he put like a .gov site link on sure. it. So you know, pretty progressive, I yeah. thought for Carl. I wasn't yeah. expecting that from him. But then the next one, I don't know. I feel like he kind of went a different direction. Okay. So so here we go. We'll we'll see. Ultimate insurrectionist T-shirt. MAGA shirt taped inside of an Antifa shirt. Antifa shirt homemade, could not find online, reversible, hide your true colors, $12 or best offer, free if you can prove you are doing the work, whatever the hell that means. He had it in quotation marks. Sure. Um, contact Carl, but do so discreetly. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes, Carl. But the last one, I think, really kind of brought, brought it back up. He, mm. um, the ultimate fastener. Tape, taped inside of a glue stick, glued to a paperclip container, clipped to a bale of chicken wire, not for sale. I'd be out of a job. Just wanted to brag. Contact Carl with compliments and encouragements. So, That's nice, To you, Carl. Carl. You're a strange man. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know what side he's fighting on. He's a strange man. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to alienate either customer because you gotta he, he sees opportunities yeah. you know he's he's passionate i guess i of <laughs> selling I, I don't know he's he's got Strange a dream man. he's got a dream and his dream is to tape one problem solver to another problem solver <laughs> to make it the ultimate problem solver <laughs> i mean why don't tape to eraser it's got you covered uh, yeah <laughs> thank you chris i know that one was dumb uh, Rhoda. <laughs> Rhoda, let's let's see, uh, let's hear mostly, mostly hear it. That's how we take things in in a podcast format. Mostly hearing, though. Uh, Eric will disprove that later. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's hear your Craigslist post for self-esteem. Selling self-esteem. Selling self-esteem. Okay. Self-esteem for sale, 20 bucks or best offer. Extremely fragile, handle with care. Older model, but not that old. I mean, still cleans up well, a little bit of elbow grease, but it can't really be taken out too late because it usually has to wake up pretty early. Must be consistent with strengthening exercises, such as listening to TED Talks by Brene Brown and looking at sixes on Instagram who make up for their bad teeth with pure confidence. <laughs> Prone to emotional peaks and valleys. If low or sad, generally perks up with playlist titled Bad Bitch, included in rehoming theme. Or in an emergency, order a Crunchwrap Supreme and two crunchy tacos from Taco Bell so long as you look it in the eye and say, no, seriously, this is the last time. Serious inquiries only. Oh, God damn it. It's always the last time. <laughs> The last time we're going to put this poison in our body. Then we're going to get our shit together and go back to therapy. <sighs> All right, fine. Last time. Last I mean, time. that was totally fictional account. No, never. I, I've never done anything similar to that several times this last week. <sighs> I haven't had to apologize to my coworkers that my office smells like Taco Bell twice this month at all. Uh. <laughs> Uh, but before before you got to, you know, fifteen to eighteen percent of my interactions with myself at the end there, um, I just I wanted to see if there was if like if you went to Instagram and searched uh, hashtag Instagram six, 
uh, <laughs> if that's if that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm an Instagram six. Um, it should be. <laughs> I know it, but I bump myself up to a seven or eight if I can every time. You got to hustle for that seven. All right. <laughs> but I'm an Instagram, but I'm a Facebook nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably like a three across the board. I'm fine with. Oh. I'm fine. I'm fine. I was a Vine eight. Uh, all right. <laughs> Those were the glory days. <laughs> all right, and uh, well, I mean, sort of. We're sort of teeing it up. We're sort of sort of walking right up to yours here, uh, Eric. Uh, <laughs> let's hear, let's hear your ad. <clears throat> On Craigslist, selling that ass. All right. <clears throat> What's up, guys? It's your boy, Alan, a.k.a. the Poke Freak, the number one seller of rare Pokemon collectible figurines. And have I got a deal for you today. Today, I am selling a collectible of one of the rarest Pokemon figurines on the market. It is a pristine, molded plastic model of Pokemon number 720, that ass now you're probably thinking alan there's only 719 pokemon are you trying to scam me tell me telling me there's a number 720 well as true poke freaks will know that ass is the only pokemon that was considered too disgusting to remain a part of the pokemon universe not surprising considering how much it differs from the adorable pikachu or the lovable tangela that ass is or was defined in the pokedex as that ass, the thick, juicy, booty Pokemon. <laughs> thick being spelled with two C's. When Jinx encounters a Moonstone, her thick, juicy booty jumps off of her and becomes that ass. Jinx <laughs> then has no anus and with no way to excrete, dies. That's right, most Pokemon only faint. Jinx can die. <laughs> if you give her a Moonstone and make her anus jump off of her body and become its own entity, Jinx then essentially slowly chokes on her own excrement. That ass is left in her wake. That ass is a pair of big, round, bright red butt cheeks. That ass is best known for its signature move, twerk, in which that ass shakes up and down until the opponent's Pokemon gets too big of a stiffy and can't stand up anymore. Once that ass was officially announced, I had a feeling I should get my hands on this merchandise. I was right. Considering that hours after I bought it, people stormed the Pokemon creative offices, demanding that that ass be taken off of the official Pokedex. They picketed the office for days. One poster read, Really? A Pokemon that's another Pokemon's butt that jumps off and then makes that Pokemon choke on her own poop? Another post poster read, I don't want to think about my Sandshrew getting a stiffy. They raided the offices and burned all remaining that ass paraphernalia in the streets. So that's why this is so rare. I have three to sell. And not only is it a pristine depiction of the classic big red anus with three eyes on each butt cheek and one leg sticking out of the taint, but it also comes with a sound box. If you press the button on top, it speaks in badass's voice, saying its classic phrase, badass. That, of course, is the real dialogue from the pulled Pokemon episode in which Ash accidentally gives Jinx a moonstone, creating that ass. Jinx then begs Ash to kill her because she knows what's coming after that. Ash then has to face the decision to honor Jinx's request to shoot her in the face or leave her, knowing she will eventually die from fecal buildup in her own intestines. And on top of all that, 
Brock gets too big of a stiffy and can't stand up anymore. Not Pokemon's finest moment, but if you're interested in a copy of the episode, check out my shop linked here. There are three badasses available, and for the true Pokefreaks, I'm willing to negotiate the sale of badasses evolved forms, dadass and dat booty dope. Serious offers only. <laughs> Not saying you got a little preoccupied with shit today, Eric. But <laughs> I'll take all three. They're going to be worth billions. Oh, you yeah. see, you know, come on. <laughs> that booty though. Uh, you know, I was proud of that one because I, I wanted to call it out and be like, that sounds like a real Pokemon. Am I crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, just just the dialogue. What that ass do? Uh, <laughs> no, no, don't ask. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Let's we're we're over we're over the hump of that ass. Uh and <laughs> we're on to segment four. Oh, well we go from one ass to another. It's uh segment four, it's Faust to an asshole. I see what I did there. You're getting married. Yay! But it's to this asshole. Boo! Not to you. You're in love, and today's the big day that you pledge yourself forever and ever to this absolute fucking fuck of a fuck. Let's hear your vows to these specific, generally unlovable things that you are the wedding. Chris, now I I, I felt bad. I could have given this uh, also to Eric, but I thought thought we would... Uh, you'll see why I went with something else with Eric. Um, <laughs> but... Um, Chris, <laughs> you will be marrying Los Angeles parking signage. Oh, yes. Let's <laughs> so imagine a big, beautiful wedding and the biggest asshole that I have ever experienced mm -hmm. living down here in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and these are my vows. <laughs> I vow to listen to every little detail of your overly long and incoherent ramblings and understand the missing even one detail would allow you to cause me harm. <laughs> I vow to never dream of running away to the arms of another more rural city's parking signage that hardly comments or puts limits on my life. I vow to only live in a place with parking to keep us from getting into arguments. I vow to get to know your cousin's stop sign, which everyone in LA seems to ignore. Blows right past. I know, I know, I know, honey. I vow to respect time limits because they are very important to you and you have a team of nightmarish bureaucrats dependent on them to make money. And I know that. And I vow to love you for what you are, unreasonable and demanding. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <sighs> you can spend just five minutes just staring up at the stack of signs and never understand as you walk away. Is this going to be okay? <laughs> when I come back, is my car going to be here? You just hope for the best. I, I looked at one and like there was four different colors that all meant different things today. <laughs> like as an example, and I was like, I don't even know how to make a joke out of this. I'm already so... <laughs> 
frustrated. Yeah. So, yeah. L.A. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. I drink? Here we go. If you haven't been down there, um, <laughs> first month, you're gonna have five tickets. <laughs> it's just, it's just what is. And then you have to try not to get towed. All right. Um, <clears throat> six years I spent down there. Uh, <laughs> Rhoda. Oh, uh, as good, worse? I don't know. You tell me. You are marrying mansplaining. Mm. So lucky. <laughs> <laughs> My dearest mansplaining. Oh, it's mansplaining? Okay, I got it. That's how you say it. Okay. Thank you, baby. <laughs> I knew that you were my soulmate the moment I saw you telling that woman bottle feeding her baby about how breastfeeding is so much better. I'm sure you really taught her something valuable and that she appreciated that someone who literally never had to make that decision gave her their opinion. Only a very confident, well-adjusted individual would take such a brave stance. I may be a literal brain surgeon, and you may be a freelance finer coffee foam artist, but I look forward to all of the things that you have to show me and teach me about anything and everything that you've ever heard from Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. I love that you uh, that thing you do when I'm speaking, but instead of waiting for your turn, you just get louder and louder and louder until I stop talking. You're so good at educating me, baby. It's like that time you explained the vagina monologues to me or or uh, that one man show you put on about how pain at childbirth is a myth because women have a lower pain tolerance and not because men are little babies that can't even handle a cold. <laughs> or when for no reason at all you wanted to show me how to properly use a tampon. All literal examples of your amazing essence. Mansplaining. I know that our life together will be one full of joy and happiness and not utter frustration and heavy drinking. I love you so much. I love you the way that you love to tell the owner of that Mexican restaurant that we enjoy about your semester in Barcelona, even though it isn't the same country. And you say it like Barcelona because you're desperate for everyone to know how cultured you are. And baby, I mean, don't worry. Someday he will take your advice on how to make his cuisine more authentic. You plus me forever. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm sorry, Rhoda. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just add some ketchup to that salsa. It'll really mm -hmm. spice it up. Uh, <laughs> All literal examples of Either myself or someone I know being mansplained to. Oh, god damn it. <clears throat> Stories of real life. Only the names and voices have been changed. To <laughs> Barcelona. Barcelona. I was there for a couple months. Uh, you I were think, in Barcelona? I think I know. Um, so fancy. <laughs> oh, thank you. So good, Rhoda. Thank you. Uh, and let's wrap up these these fine these wonderful these loving <clears throat> gestures of of love. Um, 
with uh, Eric. <laughs> Let's hear your vows <clears throat> to a customer service hold music composer. All right. <clears throat> well, here we are. Zachary Ebenezer Kumpf. You are my shining light in a dark world. I still remember the day we met. I was entering hour four of waiting for a Viacom representative, and I felt like I had lost all hope. When suddenly, into my ears came the most beautiful sound. Your song, Glide With Me, spoke to me in ways that I never realized was possible. A Viacom employee came on the line and asked, and I asked to be put back on hold so I could continue to listen. As the sweet, subtle, subtle sounds of vibraphone swept over me, I knew that whoever created this had to be a beautiful soul. I mean, who else but you, Zachary Ebenezer Kump, could come up with something as enchanting as bang 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 Pong, 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 pong. I rushed to the Viacom offices and demanded to know who created the song that had moved me so intensely. The receptionist said, which song was it? I said, I don't know the title. I tried to Shazam it, but as I was trying to change apps, I dropped my phone into the pudding I was eating. Then I spent like seven or eight minutes trying to clean pudding out of the various little cracks on my phone. The pudding didn't do any damage to my phone, but it was really hard to get it out of the little knob that you use to silence the phone. And the receptionist said, okay, well, do you remember how it goes? <laughs> do I remember how it goes? The receptionist introduced us and the rest is history. I felt for you immediately. We discovered we both had a love for cake pops and splash bites by the Santa Monica Pier. I mean, we both even loved the Percy Jackson novels. You are my meant to be. And I know you're the musician in the family, but I actually did write you a little song that I think explains how I feel for you. <clears throat> I am pretty nervous. You make my heart go Now, you may say it's just Muzak, but you're my muse, Zach. Now please hold while I connect you to my heart. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily have that connection. Um, I just know the worst sound in the world is the EDD hold music. <laughs> Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> and it exists. And I think people have done like remixes and stuff because obviously. Um, and I, I want to get a hold of them because I'm a glutton. Uh, 
so many hours. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Eric. Uh, and that, I know, I know, I know. Settle down, simmer. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> finally brings us to segment five. Thanks for getting here, uh, uh, David. I saw you sneak into the into the Twitch. You got here just in time for a fifth of the show. It's segment five. It's <laughs> it's movie makeup. The silver screen, so named after Alastair Screen, the inventor of sitting and looking at things for more than 80 minutes. Do you have what it takes to feed your soul into the movie machine for it to spit out a barely passable version of what you dreamed? Yeah, you do. And in movie makeup, you're asked to give us your synopsis of made-up movies based on the following titles sourced from some of the various random title generators of our friends at SeventhSanctum.com. Need a writing prompt? Go there. When I write, I sometimes go there. I don't write that much. That's a problem. This is the last time! Oh, 7-Eleven pizza and ice cream. This is the last time we're doing this. Tomorrow we're going to be good. <clears throat> Segment five. <laughs> Chris, let's, let's begin to finish this program with your synopsis for this made-up movie, Captain Fascination. Now, I have to preface this. I've watched a few Noah Baumbach movies from the last week. Okay. Um, you know, Marriage Story, uh, Kicking and Screaming, Squid and the Whale. I do not like Noah Baumbach, so he's he is writing and directing this film, okay. which I wrote the lovely synopsis called Captain Fascination. Here we go. A beautiful and successful female scientist hires a semi-attractive, mediocre, and overly educated male scientist. Mm -hmm to assist in her work unearthing a new supernatural element before an evil organization zeroes in on the find and uses it for evil purposes that do not become clear by the end of the film. Unbeknownst to her, the new assistant is a superhero known around the world as Captain Fascination. This is clearly expressed through a quick, sloppy montage of newspaper clippings and newsreels that seem out of touch in the modern age. Captain Fascination's power is, of course... The constant state of being fascinated. His catchphrase, that's fascinating. Mm. This quickly helps her research as he becomes so superly engrossed by a topic that no minute detail, however annoying, is left unchecked. They remain a step ahead of the evil organization, but the good captain's power soon gets out of hand. While the scientists and her super assistant are staying in close quarters on a mountaintop in the gorgeous Swiss Alps, a brief love blooms. Their differing levels of attractiveness and success seem like the perfect match until Captain Fascination's powers of fascination fall on his partner in their relationship. They date briefly, but then break as soon as she realizes the connection is thin and they were both less super in love and more just super horny. Not realizing this, uh, <laughs> the not-so-good captain uh, obsesses over every detail of their relationship, hampering their every move as she continues the important research while he follows her around asking, what happened to us and how could you possibly lose interest to me? I'm super. Everyone in this screenplay says so. They finally secure the new supernatural element and store it in a safe place where it cannot be used for evil 
or whatever. Successful in their mission, they go their separate ways. In the end, the beautiful scientists realize you probably would have succeeded without captor fascination and hopes to find a healthy relationship someday away from his annoying complaining he believes as intellectual commentary. <laughs> the OK Captain continues to focus on their fleeting relationship until he teams up with super couple, Mr. and Mrs. Fantastically Successful but Incapable of Communication in an after-credits <laughs> teaser for their forthcoming team-up inevitable divorce film entitled Fantastic Fascination, Maybe a Threesome Will Fix It. The film, written and directed by Noah Baumbach, will be sure to excite fans of the DRCU, the Downer Relationship Cinematic Universe, mm. because any relationships that fail because of an overly self-satisfied male are fascinating <laughs> oh thank you chris Ugh. Uh, i think i think um i think i think this group just doesn't believe in love uh, <laughs> it's, it's just literally did a, a article about the the top 10 shittiest relationships in noah bombback movies <laughs> There, there are going to be a thousand articles written about all of them, and it's always the male who is like self-obsessed. It's always his fault. And if he would just shut up, maybe they'd have a chance. But that's <laughs> never going to happen. Kicking and screaming think. is the worst. Those guys are all intolerable. Yeah. What were you going to say? <laughs> I do love that scene of Adam Driver punching the hole in the wall. I watched that on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad this uh, made a connection somewhere because i had no idea uh, <laughs> thank you chris uh, well i imagine since you've just been out uh <clears throat> starting stuff um there's not strictly a lot of new to point us in the direction of but you know what um uh let people know where they can enjoy some some christopher outside of uh, the very specific confines of this or other appearances on the stab show um, Instagram is still the easiest thing to follow me on. Uh, that's Chris J. Miller actor. Um, I have some short films that I've completed since we've kind of gotten out of quarantine and a few I did right before quarantine that are finally finished. So I'm hoping to share those soon. Nice. Um, I did a fun short two weeks ago that we showed in front of an audience, um, where I am taken by death and the <laughs> audience gets to choose, uh, my fate. Nice. And it was really fun, and I'm hoping to put that online so you can um, kill me as many times as you want. So, nice. like me or dislike me, either way, you get something out of it. So yeah. it's fun. Well, that's awesome. And <laughs> and as uh, as our friend Marco Marco Cabote, uh has discovered, um, just try to avoid using the words "choose your own adventure" because they will come after you. The choose your own adventure people are very uh, protective of their of those uh, those four words. Uh, did they go after Marco? Did that happen? <laughs> yeah, they did a they did a choose your own it. adventure show that they streamed um, uh, over there at the spot, and um, yeah, choose your own adventure is very litigious. <laughs> well, we're calling it choose his death. So I think we're there you fine. Go. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. No adventure, just death. I'm already dead. How's Chris die? There you go. <laughs> I think we're safe. Thank you, Chris. Uh, so great to have Thanks you, back. as always. So wonderful. Um, Rhoda, let's hear your synopsis for this made-up movie, The Ruler 
of wardrobes. You've heard of Master of the Universe. You've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. You've even sat through Master of Puppets by Metallica. But you ain't never heard of Ruler of the Wardrobe. Far off in fantasy land, take an epic journey through time and space. Meet Pippi, a girl whose mother just died and her father just leaves her with a bunch of strange nuns who neglect her by leaving her in an attic where they put all of the girls with curly hair. <laughs> but then one day when she's recovering from a whooping for sharing her food with the fat girl they're trying to starve, she notices a wardrobe also known as a big piece of furniture with drawers and shelves. <laughs> Inside, she finds a portal to another dimension where everything is perfect, other than the horrible evil witch that ruins everyone's vibe. Can Poppy defeat the new perfect fantasy world and keep her sanity in her horrible reality? Starring Zendaya as a beautiful fairy <laughs> who convinces Poppy to murder the witch. Maggie Smith as the evil nun. Robert Denny Jr. as the bunny spirit guide. And Meryl Streep as the evil queen. And whatever sweet-faced newcomer with stage parents that gets the part of the small little girl named Poppy. In theaters this Christmas, ruler of the wardrobe. The orphan, the bitch, and the wardrobe. It's different. <laughs> anytime, anytime a trailer has to shout at the end, It's different! You know it's unlike anything else you've ever seen. So, <laughs> wholly original, new concept. <laughs> Here we go again. Again. But differently. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Rhoda. So good. Always wonderful to have you. Uh, where can folk, uh, specifically the folk that are like watching live now, because <laughs> imagine I'm behind editing episodes again. Um, so where <laughs> where can folk uh, find, catch, enjoy uh, Rhoda Ramon out in the I've world? Be, I've tried to make it extremely easy. It's all, all social media platforms are at Rhoda Ramon. And you can find me performing around the general area of the Central Valley. Nice. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Catch Rhoda where you can. Uh, I mean, don't catch her. Uh, enjoy. Go to where Rhoda is and enjoy what Rhoda does. And, right. And don't... Because remember, I am not a library book. No. <laughs> you can't check this out. All right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Rhoda. And finally, Eric, uh, before we get to your last piece, uh, I mean, we know one thing that's coming up, but also, in addition, where else can people uh, enjoy Eric Barger and all that uh, all that is EJB1? Yes. Um, well, you can find me on Spotify under the artist name EJB1. Uh, I have a comedy music album called Party Animal, parentheses, party songs by a guy you don't want at your party. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, otherwise, obviously, I'll be hosting Molly Party this Sunday. Special guest host spot uh, Sunday at 8 o'clock. It's going to be super fun. And I'll be premiering a music video from my album on that show which wow. is pretty fun uh and apart from that you can find me on instagram at it 
electric, not it's electric. Uh, if you can find it's electric, tell her to give me your name. Oh, hold on. I'm also going to Twitter. Uh, Jesse P. Jones. Um, come on, load. This gag only works. Oh, wait. Do they not exist anymore? Hold on. Am I going to be able to scoop up my name? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Fuck. No, there they are. Uh, <laughs> uh, last tweeted September 13th, 2020, 20, 2011. Um, almost 10 years. I can't have Jesse P. Jones on Twitter. It's the only place I can't get it. Thanks for always reminding me of this every time you you come on with a similar... At least you can understand my pain, Eric. Um, <laughs> Houston pizza place worker. Haven't <laughs> tweeted since... Uh, it's almost 10 years. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> Eric, let's close out this show, you magnificent so-and-so. Uh, with your movie makeup... Let's hear your synopsis for <laughs> and get ready. I saw I saw the Instagram post. I'm ready for the ready for the puppetry. Uh, <laughs> let's get ready for the synopsis of Rage Beach. All right, strap in, folks, because <laughs> coming this summer to theaters, Rage Beach, a high intensity action thriller about lifeguards who work on a beach where everybody's just always irrationally pissed off. <laughs> oh my fucking God, what the fuck? I gotta go save this fucking guy who's fucking drowning. <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking tired of people fucking drowning all the time. Jesus Christ, whatever, man. Just go fucking save him. I'm gonna go save him, okay? Jesus Christ. Get off my fucking back, Tony! Go save his ass! No! I don't fucking wanna! Go save him! Fine! Fucking Jesus Christ! Hey! Hey! Fuck me! I'm here to save you from drowning because you're a fucking idiot! Oh, what the fuck? I'm a fucking idiot? You think I wanted to fucking drown? Well, it kind of seems like it, dumb fuck! No! I didn't want to fucking drown, okay? Jesus Christ! But hey, guess what? I am fucking drowning. So if you could come save me, that'd be the fucking nice. Why the fuck are you drowning? Because the waves are too big. That dumb fucking ocean has waves that are too fucking big. Oh, what the fuck? My waves are too big. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's me, the ocean, okay? Fuck off. Oh, well, well ocean, why are your waves so fucking big? <laughs> I'm trying to fucking swim. Nobody said you had to fucking swim in me, you fucking dumb fuck. I'm fucking, listen, I'm fucking pissed off, okay? Surfers say the waves are too small. Swimmers say the waves are too big. You know what? If it were up to me, I'd be perfectly fucking still. Okay? But you know who causes the fucking waves? It's the goddamn moon. Okay? Oh, don't fucking bring me into this. Oh, what the fuck? Fuck you, moon. No. Fuck you, ocean. Blaming me for your fucking waves. Fuck off. 
I don't even want to fucking be here, but I'm trapped in Earth's fucking orbit. You know where I'd be without Earth's gravity? Flying off into space, free as a fucking bird. Oh, if you want to fucking leave, then go ahead and fucking leave. I'm trying, Earth. You fucking suck. I suck. Look at you, Moon. You're just a big ass, stupid fucking gray rock with an American flag stuck on your ass. Oh. oh, what the fuck? So now the Earth and the Moon are fighting? What the fuck is going on? This is fucking stupid. Dude, we got bigger issues, okay? The jinx that lives on the beach just came into contact with the Moonstone. There's a giant dead ass taking over the beach. Dead ass. <laughs> Oh. oh no! It's a giant badass! He's gonna give everybody smoke! I'm getting a stiffy and I can't stand up! Don't worry, everybody. I'll take care of this. Oh my god! It's NBA legend Larry Bird! Oh, looks like you need a new carburetor. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my fucking god! Larry Bird is getting underneath the badass and pretending it's a car! That's so funny! Oh my god! Now the dad ass is trying to smother him with turds! But Larry Bird's just eating and swallowing them all! He's saying yummy, yum, yum! Oh my gosh! Dad ass! Oh my god! Larry Bird defeated dad ass by swallowing all his turds! You know, you know, y'all. I've learned something today. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be so mad at each other all the time. Even if your friends do constantly tease you for one time swallowing a turd. Because you never know when something like that is going to come in handy and save the day. You're right, Larry Bird. I'm so sorry I got so mad at you, Tony. Would you like to sing a song? I like that. Bang 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 Rage Beach and the stab show is over. Thank you all for joining us tonight. And of course, a special thank you to our incredible panel, Chris Miller, Rhoda Ramon, and Eric Barger. Now, if you want to catch these episodes of the stab show live as they happen every tootin' week, well, all you got to do is tune into Stab Comedy Theater TV every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Twitch. It's just that easy. And what else is pretty darn easy is checking out the other 275 editions of this program available via the podcast provider of your choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or the Good Pods app. So that's all from your friends at Stab tonight. I've been your host, Jesse Jones, and you've been the best darn audience a guy could hope would listen to him and his friends saying weird things into microphones. Good night. <laughs>